All right. So here's the deal, my friends. Uh, a fair warning to all of you. I have four and a half pages of notes about the Twilight film. Um, so hold on tight, spider monkeys. <laughs> hold on tight, spider monkeys. Let's do this thing. Let's do this. All right. <laughs> Hi. Hi, I'm Melissa. And I'm Gwen. And this is Teen Squee. This is the podcast where we spill the tea about the things that make us squee. And today, we are talking about Twilight, the film. The first film in the five-film Twilight saga. Uh, we decided that as we're covering the Twilight series, we wanted to do the book and then the book's subsequent film or mm -hmm. films, as the case may be. Uh, I have a feeling we'll probably do Breaking Dawn parts one and two in one episode. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so today we're talking about the Twilight film because last time we talked about the first book. Woo! Whoop, 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 whoop. Yeehaw, Alyssa, yeehaw. <laughs> Alyssa was saying before we started recording, uh, this is probably going to be the first episode in a long while where our plot summary is not an hour and a half long. <laughs> <laughs> we're long-winded, what can I say? We know we're long-winded. I have four and a half fucking pages of notes on yeah. a movie. <laughs> I'm like, there is no long story short with us. You just get the long story. And then we're like, oh, that could have been shorter, I guess. Mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine. No one actually, like, listens in depth to our podcast. This no. is the kind of podcast you turn on while you're washing dishes. And it's just there. It's just yeah. noise. We are noise. <laughs> we are white noise, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> see i don't have four pages of notes for this movie i think i've seen twilight too many times at this point because whenever i turn it on to watch it i can't focus i always end you, up doing something else you just quote the whole film i'm not at that point yet i haven't watched it enough times for me to be able to quote the scenes in time with the actors where you have and so you're <laughs> It's just ingrained in you. <laughs> it is. I did that actually in the bathroom yesterday. I was doing my skincare routine and I had Twilight on in my living room and I could hear just enough to kind of track where the action was. And so I was in the mirror, like doing my routine and I just quoting Twilight in time to what was happening in the living room. And I was like, I've peaked. <laughs> this is this is it for me. <laughs> and speaking of peaking, I might move my mic a little further away from my face because my audio is peaking a little bit here. Oh, no. And I know I'm going to get loud during this, so... Uh... Same. <laughs> 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 I, I'm trying to think how we should summarize this plot. Just start at the so, beginning? Well, I guess what I would say is, like, the basic premise is exactly the same yeah. as the book. Obviously, this film is an adaptation of the book Twilight. So the basic premise is still the same. Bella is a 17-year-old. She leaves uh, Phoenix, where she lives with her mom, to go live mm -hmm. with her dad in Forks, Washington. Uh, and while she's there, she meets a boy named Edward Cullen, who she finds out is a vampire. And they fall in love. Uh, and that's that's the basic premise of the film, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And if you listened to our last episode about the book, you know, you know a little more in depth what happens in that story. Uh, I think major differences in this film: uh, the character of Lauren doesn't exist, so mm -hmm. the mean girl in Bella's class doesn't exist. Um, and then there are a couple of pieces of foreshadowing that we don't have in the book because the book mm -hmm. is all from Bella's perspective and in the film you get additional like third party or omniscient narrator kind oh, yes. of perspectives you know um I, I'm not I'm not educated well enough in film to be able to like know what that's actually called yeah, same from same. a film perspective um <laughs> <laughs> and then there are a couple of scenes from the book that are either omitted completely or are, like, merged together into one scene. Mm -hmm. Right? Are there any other yeah. major differences I'm forgetting about? I think that's generally it. Um, I think, like, with for, like, when the secret of Edward 
Colin's vampirism is revealed. Like the movie adds more steps to it to make mm-hmm. it more dramatic than the book. It's very one it. and done. <laughs> I hate it. Which I would I would love to talk about that right oh, here and yes. now. Yes, let's just if we jump talk. right in. Yeah, let's jump right in. Okay, so the secret of Edward's vampirism. Let's talk about it. <laughs> so, uh, in the book, Bella gets the idea from Jacob. She goes home and does online research. She figures it out. And then she confronts Edward about it. And Edward doesn't try to hide it at that point. She confronts him and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm a vampire. Mm -hmm. Um, In the movie. It's so drawn (laughs) out. out. It's so stupid, too. Because what it does is so they add all these steps. So not only does Bella uh, not get her information by web searching she instead we get a whole scene of bella doing research online to find a book that she then goes to get that we then get another scene of her reading she reads like one fucking page man yeah to tell her about vampires okay and then instead of confronting edward and being like you're a vampire he runs into her in port angeles and she's just like your hand is so cold. You can read minds? Whoa, that's so weird. And doesn't think anything of it. No. And so we get we get the first inkling of Jake uh, telling her. And then we get a web search scene. Mm-hmm. We get an outside with her friends at school suntanning scene. We get a mm-hmm. dress shopping scene in Port Angeles. We get a bookstore scene in Port Angeles. We get the... Um, <laughs> The the Bella getting attacked by a group of men. We get Edward to the rescue. We get mm-hmm. the scene with the restaurant and the mushroom ravioli, which is gross. Um, we get Edward driving her home. We and get then we get another research scene. Uh huh. Another research scene, and then is there another scene before there's she a nightmare. confronts him? Yes, and She's then there's a nightmare. A nightmare. A nightmare scene. Super saucy And then the nightmare. next morning at school, she and Edward go into the woods and, she, and they talk about the fact that he's a vampire. She doesn't even it's, go out and say it. She's still, she leads in with, you're impossibly fast and strong. And like, the, 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 the. and then it's like, oh, what, you know who I am. Say it, say it out loud. Say it, vampire. We still have like, ugh, all this stupid so build up. long. And so what it does then is it, wastes runtime of the movie mm-hmm. on things that didn't exist in the book or like weren't necessary for the plot of the film like the things that they added were not necessary to make this a good film adaptation no. i don't understand why we had to watch bella do research twice when she could have just done it once like it it does not make sense it didn't add anything to the adaptation to draw this out the way it no. did and so what instead what it did was cut good scenes cut, yeah cut time that could have been used for good scenes like the blood blood drawing scene yeah or like them getting uh, to know, know just, each other yeah conversations between edward and bella yeah. i had a, I had a note in my four pages of notes um about the uh oh the mitosis scene oh yes like the best conversation we get between uh-huh. Bella and Edward, and it's the very first conversation they have. Yeah. And it's the best one they have in the whole film. Yep. And it's just so ridiculous to me that we lose so much of them getting to know each other mm-hmm. or, like, having any sort of chemistry for Bella to do research in a more convoluted way. And, like, the the scene at the beach with Jacob could have been the same length if she had just tweaked the dialogue a little bit. He could have just been like, oh, yeah. We hear the, you know, it's like legend that Cullens are vampires. Could have been mm-hmm. done over. Instead, we mm-hmm. dragged it out and dragged it yeah. out and it just wasted everybody's time. It made this stupid dramatic buildup. And then it made me hate the meadow scene in the movie yes. because it was so melodramatic. I felt like I was in a soap opera. Because they combined the confrontation revelation scene where she finds out that Edward's a vampire 
with the meadow scene, which is supposed to be, like, essentially their first date. Mm -hmm. The meadow scene is supposed to be, like, the first time they kiss. Mm -hmm. They talk about their emotions and how they feel about each other. It's supposed to be beautiful and sweet. And instead, it's melodramatic as fuck and kind of predatory. Yeah. Like, I I hate it so, so much. Like, we get Eddie, the gaslighting king, once again. Like, the movie, like, it's hard to like Edward in the movie, He's a gaslighting king in the movie because they don't have a real conversation with each other. Mm-hmm. It's I will say, uh, Edward gaslighting in the hospital after Bella's accident is Ugh. some of the like best acting Edward or like Rob does in the whole film. I, there, I have specific moments of Rob's acting that I picked out during this rewatch where I was like, "Yes, that king. that's good." that's good that's good and then i'm like the rest of this is terrible and oh, it's, yeah. i can't even i don't even think it's his fault the no. script is just so it's, bad the dialogue does not lend itself to the actors they hired honestly oh uh so a few notes on that revelation of meadow scene here oh, yes um the first one being i want to hike in the woods behind their school same like, so cool <laughs> i want to hike in them um also like, obviously, we know for a fact that Carlisle would not care if Edward was skipping class. No. Like, if the school called Carlisle and was like, Edward wasn't in class, he'd be like, oh, I'll have a talk with him. And then he, they'd, like, go home and he'd be like, her just skipped class today. What were you up to? Shit face. Like, it's not. <laughs> like, it wouldn't matter. But you cannot tell me. Oh my that god. Bella didn't think of the consequences of her actions. No. <laughs> like you I'm sorry. Charlie <laughs> would have gone feral. True. If but he had found out that Bella was skipping class. It's just no. here like Bella, where the hell were you? Why weren't you in class? We need to have a talk, young lady. Yeah. You're grounded. Like Char- <laughs> Charlie would not put up with that shit. <laughs> not my um, king. No. Oh gosh. <laughs> Uh, also, I hate, there's this one moment in that scene where Bella makes a comment about not being afraid of him. Ugh. And Edward says, I can't keep myself away from you, and physically traps her with his arms oh, against a tree. Oh, I that. Like, cages her in with his arms on either side of her head. Mm-hmm. And it's gross, and I hate it. And I know for a fact it's probably something that their director told him to do oh for sure as like a this is supposed to be like romantic or like something something along those lines because with context and you know with good chemistry and with consent if you're in a a consensual situation where the playing field is equal and like that can be a like oh this is a playfully sort of sexy aggressive kind of Mm -hmm. move right but In the context of the scene where what they're talking about is Edward being able to kill her and wanting nothing more than to drink her blood and be a predator, it's really, really upsetting. I hate it so much. I hate... That's, like, half the reason I hate that scene is... They turn the super sweet, like, romantic, like, confessional scene into this really gross predatory moment for Edward. Mm -hmm. And, like, Bella's just so chill with it all. And the whole time, I'm like, girl, run. Like, this is some sketchy Mm -hmm. shit. He's, like, talking about, like, wanting to kill her and, like, openly being violent and shit in front of her. Like, it's not cute at all. It's extremely aggressive and a big turnoff, honestly. Right, which I think are my two biggest complaints about the film adaptation are the drawing out of that, um, drawing out of the revelation and then the combination of the revelation and meadow scenes because I think Mm -hmm. those are the two things that the adaptation does that are the greatest disservice to the romantic relationship that is supposed to be the central plot of this franchise, right? And so, like, I can I can forgive other changes they made. I can, like, you know, I don't understand the choices that were made with some of the lines that were written. I will mm-hmm. never understand the spider monkey line. Oh, my I God. There's so understand. many monkey references. <laughs> and for I, why? For why? <laughs> but, like, this this is the thing that I can't get over about this film is, like, the disservice they did to this relationship that is supposed mm-hmm. to be so powerful and so compelling and just right. isn't because they didn't give the characters time to 
talk to each other or mm. process anything, you know? Like, the most conversation we get from them, like, post the revelation scene is, like, the scene immediately following, like, I like to call this the cocky Edward walk to class scene, which is the it's hottest Edward scene. is. It's I my love how hot Edward oh is God. in that scene. I, okay, I'm going to, I need to describe this scene for all oh, of you at yes, home. yes, yes, okay. yes. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, after the revelation in the meadow scene, um... We cut to school the next morning, and Angela turns around with her camera in front of her face and then slowly lowers her camera, and mouth agape says, Oh my god. Rock music starts playing. (laughs) Camera transitions to Edward opening Bella's door and helping her out of his Volvo, and... She's like, everyone's staring at us. And he goes, well, no, that guy isn't looking. Oh, he just looked. And then he's like, well, I'm going to hell anyway. Throws a hand o- or an arm over Bella's shoulder. And I'm like, yes, yes, I yes, 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 so yes, much. yes. His cocky little smile. Oh, he's so hot. It's my favorite scene. Uh, <laughs> no right being that fucking hot in that scene. I'm like, Edward, I need you to stop. I am feral. I am on the floor shaking in my boots. <laughs> like, stop. Lizzie can't say, I am feral. As I take a drink of water, I will ruin my... <laughs> equipment oh no (laughs) (laughs) mubby 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 um anyways the most talking they do is like basically a question and answer scene that follows and they're like hiking outside i feel like it's it's weird that they're outside for this like whole montage you know what else is weird about this scene is Mm -hmm. the way that bella is sitting on the ground like a normal person and edward is crouching like he's about to pounce who's perched on the couch (laughs) he literally looks like he looks like he's in a production of cats but the problem is he's wearing blue jeans and like dress shoes and so he can't crouch all the way properly and so he's he he, he, it's so stupid he showed up to dance call with the wrong fucking clothes on he looks stupid (laughs) compared to everybody else And then they sit in the rain for one scene. I'm like, guys, why aren't you sitting literally anywhere else? Why are why is this all outdoor? Like, I get wanting to utilize your gorgeous location, but f- again, for why? I don't get it. <laughs> but like, Bella basically Bella, just asks questions about vampires hates, and shit. She like, hates any cold, what? wet thing. thing. <laughs> and Edward knows this. It's one of the first things she's she ever says to him. And he decides, you know, it'd be fun as if we skipped school every day. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, I think that scene's supposed to take place after the school day has ended. Oh, but probably. anyway, you know, it'd be fun if we sat out in the rain. If I took my human girlfriend who hates cold, wet things, and I made her sit out on the forest floor in the rain with me. I think that'd be a great idea. You know what else would be a great idea? When I take her to my house for the first time to meet my family, instead of parking my Volvo in the (laughs) massive garage we have at our house. Outside. I'm going to park out in front and make my human girlfriend walk in the rain into my house where she's about to meet all of my gorgeous undead vampire relatives. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, Edward just didn't fucking know what he was doing. He was trying. Ever. He wasn't even trying his best at that point. Like he fucking knew she didn't like the rain, and yet he's like, "I'm going to tell her my whole life story outside in the rain." Sounds like a great date. And Bella's like, "Cool, <laughs> I guess." <laughs> also, like when so- Bella meets the family for the first time, I do love that scene. Iconic. I- yeah, I honestly, I in my notes because I wrote. The, oh my god, school arrival scene is my favorite scene. And then a couple lines later, it says, I lied, the Italiano scene is my favorite. <laughs> Her name is Bella. Is she even Italian? Italian. Her name is Bella. Her name is Bella. <laughs> Fucking Emmett. Um, oh. I love this scene. I love Emmett 
always, but I especially Same. love Emmett in this scene. I love that uh, when Esme says, we're making Italiano for you and turns around to sh- sort of like show her the kitchen and the rest of the family, Emmett waves with a knife and as <laughs> knife. he picks it up, it, make, it makes a swing sound. Yeah. <laughs> I love that moment. Oh my god, King. I love Emmett. I, I love um rosalie and her gloves that she wears in this scene because nikki reed who plays rosalie kept getting hurt when she would break the glass bowl in the uh-huh. scene and so they finally were like whatever rosalie wears gloves it's a fashion choice but only for this scene yup it's because it's because she likes cars she they're they're yeah. driving gloves that it's she's wearing fine. in the kitchen while they're making it's the early 2000s the fashion didn't make sense anyways and like i fully understand why like you've got to keep your actors safe but i guess my question is why they chose like if if, why why would you keep that stunt in if it was consistently hurting your actor that's my just think of something else Think of something else. Don't don't make Rosalie crush it with your, her hands. I understand it's supposed to show how strong she is, but make her hurl it against a wall harder than <gasps> should be possible for a human. You know, or like she's slamming not it down on the, on the counter or something, and it like smashes yeah. on the counter, like like just eviscerates it. Like yeah, there are other ways to show her inhuman strength and frustration without having her do a stunt that's going to one hurt her or two completely wig out your costume planning for that scene yeah. you know because it, it's, it's dumb it doesn't make sense <laughs> they really like they're like listen this isn't working but we're gonna force it to work anyways nikki get those gloves on we're doing it that's again how- that's how a lot of this film is, honestly. Just this That's isn't true. working, but we're gonna force it to work. Um, yep. for, for example, ninety um, percent of the dialogue. <laughs> oh my god! So during the baseball scene, which is also iconic, oh, that's um, so good. <laughs> uh, at one point, Rosalie gets pissed at Bella because Bella tells her that she's out. And she, like, glares at her, and as she gets up, Carlisle pats Rose on the back and says, good kitty. Or is it good kitty or nice kitty? I think it's nice kitty. It's nice kitty. I wrote it down specifically in my notes. It's nice kitty, and it's gross, (laughs) and I hate it. I hate it. (laughs) Ugh. And that, and then she calls Emmett her monkey man, and I'm like, why are we? Why are we doing this? Why are we calling the men monkeys or spider monkey? Can we just be done? Why is this here? Why That's is the best we can improv? father figure calling her nice kitty? I cringe every single time. I'm like, wow, Carlisle is so hot. I'm like zaddy. Every single time he comes on the screen, I like scream. I eviscerate. Mm-hmm. It's fine. And then I, that happens. I, okay. So fun fact. I have two fun facts for you. And then we'll talk about Carlisle. The first fun <laughs> fact is that uh, when I watched this, uh, rewatched it today for this recording, when Carlisle came through those double doors at the hospital and said, I heard the chief's, doc- or the chief's daughter was in, I pumped my fists so hard that I hurt my arms. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I just scream, Zaddy, every single time. See, I can't do that because I'm at my parents' house, and if I were to suddenly scream zaddy, I think that'd be a problem. <laughs> That's totally fair. And then I usually let out, like, a little like a, sh- a little shriek. I feel like I'm mm-hmm. a 13-year-old girl like, whenever I see Carlisle in that movie. Also, when I watched it f- t- today for this episode, I uh, watched the whole thing at, like, 1.25 speed, mm. and the only the only scene i made an exception for was the baseball scene yep (laughs) as you should cinematic gold deserves an oscar (laughs) so i want to talk a little bit about zaddy carlisle here because he makes his first entrance and it's amazing but the only thing i can ever think about during that scene is how terrible his makeup looks oh it's so bad it's so it's so bad it's so cakey and it just plain old looks like they have the wrong color on yeah him. they did not match like, the neck i know he's supposed to be super pale and like they probably did like neck makeup too but right it's but not what does blended right 
what doesn't make sense to me is why like what it looks like is they just put a too pale foundation on him instead of putting a normal foundation on him and then lightening it with powder or with mm-hmm. literally anything it like you can put the normal foundation on a person and then put too light powder on them yeah you don't need to just put too light foundation on them and he's he's the only one he's the only yeah. cullen who i feel that way about Emmett occasionally looks mm-hmm. a little weird um but Carlisle consistently looks cakey and like he's yeah. not wearing the right color and the rest of them look fine. So I don't I don't know if no. they only had one color that they decided everyone was going to wear or what, but it's terrible. It's so bad. They did him so dirty. I'm just like my one stage makeup class, like everything I learned from that class is like brewing in the back of my mind. I'm like, oh, you could have mixed like a normal foundation and a little lighter foundation together to get a different shade. You could have like gradually layered on a lighter foundation so many things they could have done differently and they did that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i will say they do redeem it a little bit in the costumes department during the italiano scene because we oh. get dad sweater carlisle and it's he looks so good amazing he looks so good like i love i love carlisle me too i'm just i love him i also the, call twilight oh. the war of the zaddies because i think charlie like i think it's just yes. me being older now and having an appreciation for the older men in Twilight, I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. Charlie could get it. Like, Carlisle is still hotter, but Charlie, okay. <laughs> can get it. Um, I will say, older men in Twilight, um, I just want to say there's a character that they add in the film. His name is Tom Whalen. And oh, yes. he is added as an expositional piece mm-hmm. so that we can see the James Victoria Laurent coven um and like what they're doing to the community before they show up in the baseball scene right Mm -hmm. um and tom whalen is added for them to have a victim Mm. he's a creep and i don't care that he's dead i'm happy he's dead there i said it he's so creepy he's so creepy like i know they're like oh my god he's like the fun uncle type i'm like no he's like the creepy santa at the christmas party giving kids little bottles of alcohol that's fucking weird like good good riddance i hate him thank god he's dead literally (laughs) that actually is something i did like about the movies and obviously they couldn't do it in the book because it's from bella's like perspective but i liked how Mm -hmm. they like hinted at like james laurent victoria like periodically throughout the film until we eventually Mm -hmm. saw them in the baseball scene because in the book it feels like stephanie was like oh i should probably add some action to this book now shit Mm -hmm. okay new vampires because the thing is that like there isn't even foreshadowing in the book like you don't have bella overhearing conversations between like edward and alice about it Mm kind of thing which like would make sense in the book if the book is from bella's perspective it would make sense to have those small moments of foreshadowing but we don't Mm -hmm. even get those in the book it's just all of a sudden there's another there's another oh my gosh oh my gosh coven oh my gosh coven i was i kept (laughs) wanting to say cullen and it wasn't right (laughs) no (laughs) um speaking of laurent this man, this man, okay, so first time we see him is just before they kill Tom Whalen. He's yes. wearing a shirt. Uh, he is decked out as if he never upgraded his fashion sense when he was turned. He's wearing, like, a frilly French collar mm-hmm. and a beautiful, like, coral orange colored oh, long is. duster coat, and it's beautiful, right? But he's wearing this shirt. We see him in the baseball scene. He's no, shirtless. Shirt. And I'm like, okay, clearly dude just isn't a tidy eater. Cool. Whatever. (laughs) We see him when he comes back to the Cullen house to warn them about James and Victoria, and he's wearing a shirt again. And I'm like, Laurent, make a decision. (laughs) Costume department, make a decision. Vampires do not get cold. There's no reason for this man to put on more clothes Mm -hmm. other than as a fashion choice. So why was he not wearing a shirt as a... If he's a person who likes shirts, why was he not wearing one in the baseball scene? <laughs> I'm like, this is, it's the inconsistent costume choices for me. It really, really mm-hmm. is. I'm like, and for why? Uh, did they just I forget? Have, 
I have more beef with the costume department and the hair and makeup department. <laughs> oh in this god, film. the wigs have the wigs are not as bad as Eclipse. Like the Eclipse mm-hmm. wigs, atrocious. Mm-hmm. I'll say this. Bella's hair is the best in this film as it is in any of the oh, five films. Want to know why? It's because it's her actual hair. Yup. <laughs> I think in New Moon it's her actual hair too, but I digress. I like the style in Twilight more than I do mm-hmm. in New Moon. Esme's wig? Fucking atrocious. So her baseball bad. cap doesn't fit over the top no. of it. It's insane. I hate it. I hate it. It's so um, bad. And also, costume department? How dare how dare you try to convince us that Alice motherfucking Cullen picked out that monstrosity of an outfit for Bella to wear? To oh prom. my god! How dare you? Oh, I have beef on her prom <laughs> dress. That's not a prom dress. That is a fucking homecoming dress. Why is she yes. wearing the sweater and the leggings? Yes. Like yes. what the fuck? That's not a prom yes. dress. Yes. Everybody else is wearing a long dress. Why is she wearing, like, a knee-length homecoming dress? Alice would right. never do her like this. Right. Exactly. And, like, <laughs> I, just, I hate it so much. <laughs> I hate it. The The thing is, the dress itself is not hideous. The no. dress is pretty. I like it. Right? But it's pretty for homecoming. Mm-hmm. It's not for prom. No. And also, you're wearing, like, <laughs> capri leggings yeah. underneath and, like, those those ones that were super in in like 2008 where they're like they've got the lace edging you know yeah and you're wearing converse which girl i get you're in a boot so of course you're gonna wear a sneaker i get it um and this awful awful grandma sweater that i promise you was not in in 2008 it wasn't it's the kind of thing that you'd see in the 90s right Mm -hmm. like my older siblings my, my, I had hand-me-downs that looked like that from my big sister yeah. who grew up in the 90s. And so, like, that, nothing about Bella's prom outfit makes sense. It no. makes sense if Bella had dressed herself. Yes, it does. But it does not make sense based on the fact that we know that Alice dressed her because Alice's whole thing is that she is a fashionista. She's up on all mm-hmm. the latest trends. She does all the shopping for the entire Cullen family. And you cannot tell me that the same woman who dressed Bella for and planned Bella's wedding Mm-mm. dressed her in that for prom. She did not. No. Alice no. would never. Never, never. ever, ever. Like, never. The, they add the sweater because they're like, oh, that's such a Bella, like, thing to wear. Like, it's kind of frumpy looking and weird. I'm like, yeah. Alice would never let her go out like that. No. She'd be like, Bella, come come back here. No, we're not doing that. Take that off. You'll be fine. He- Here's some mink, okay? Choose Dr- this instead. <laughs> Here's a fur. This looks so much better. Don't worry. It's faux. Because <laughs> even in the... I- book she's like described wearing like a long dress with like stilettos and stuff and i'm like "Mm -hmm." this did not translate i get that they gave bella a bit more of a backbone in the film Mm -hmm. like she is a stronger more clear-cut character in the film Mm -hmm. and i think part of that is because bella in the books is not a character that any actor could play no no and so she she has a more steady sense of self, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, she's still trying to find herself in her relationship with Edward, but she is um, not as much of a quote-unquote pick-me. She's not as weak as she is in the books. Like, she's not fainting every time mm-hmm. Edward kisses her kind of thing. Like, she's she's a normal human being. Yeah. And I like that, and I, I appreciate it. And I really, I made this comment very early on in my notes where I love Kristen Stewart's portrayal of Bella until she meets Edward. Yeah. Yeah. She's so cool. She's that kind of mousy, like, understated, I'm shy and kind of awkward teenage girl that I root for in films and she does it so so well and then she meets edward and everything becomes so charged that it's just like okay now i hate everything that you're doing Mm -hmm. and not because of not because of any choices you made but because you were told by your director to act this way yeah 
Yeah, because you see at least a new moon with a different director. She acts very differently mm-hmm. in that relationship. Granted, the relationship is not very prominent in new moon but the moments we get she is more of what we saw before she met edward in twilight like more sure of herself mm-hmm. and i, I like also that. wrote i also wrote bella smiles just not with edward <laughs> oh my god she smiles so much with her human friends and then edward it's like barely smiles barely ever like mm-hmm. laughs and they laugh and joke around so much in the books it just didn't translate to the movies for whatever reason yeah Yep. And mm-hmm. a scene that makes me mad is, like, the kissing scene. Like, right after, like, they're all calmed down and she is like, oh, don't go. And then it just shows them, like, mime talking with an underscore. And I'm like, why mm-hmm. didn't you just show them talking? Why mm-hmm. did you, like, get rid of this? It could have been a great moment for them to have, like, a, like, quote-unquote human moment with each other and, like, actually talk like they're in a relationship. But you just cut the dialogue. What the mm-hmm. fuck? Also, speaking of that scene, um, that scene is too sexy. That scene, I am convinced, is the the reason I was not allowed to watch Probably. Twilight. <laughs> like, not that my mother would have, like, seen that scene and then no. gone, oh, no, my children can't watch this because my mom never saw Twilight. Yeah. But, like, that was the sexiness that she was hearing about that, like, <laughs> that's the reason I wasn't allowed to watch it, y'all. That shit was not also, happening in the, in the book. Bella was not wearing her undies in the book. Yeah, also, once once again, wardrobe. Like, I fully understand why you decided Bella should sleep in a t-shirt and undies. Like, I get it. I get it. I, That's, like, yeah. the comfiest way to sleep. But, like, if I was Bella, if I was 17, and my boyfriend or the boy that I was, like, obsessed with or loved or just had the biggest crush on mm-hmm. ever, if he was suddenly in my room and all I was wearing was a t-shirt, no bra, and a pair of underwear i would be so fucking mortified and i'd be so pissed at him that he was there i'd be like get the fuck out of my room right now i would not let him kiss me and throw me backwards on my bed and like i was i i was definitely a boy obsessed teenager right like i read so much fluffy fan fiction (laughs) i was like so obsessed with the idea of falling in love and like romance and everything but like no no unacceptable it would have been like okay (laughs) you need to turn around while i put some pants on like i guess you can Mm -hmm. stay but like turn around i'm putting clothes on you are not seeing me in my underwear especially because the underwear i wear to bed is not cute it's like mm-hmm. granny panties. You're not seeing me in my <laughs> granny panties, for fuck's sake. Come on. Ugh. I hate it. And something, okay, something we never covered in the last episode. How just, there's no good way, I guess, for Edward to tell Bella that he watches her sleep. It just, it always sounds bad, you know, because it's, it's bad. It's bad. Because it is bad. It is bad. There's, there's, it's awful. There's, there's it's nothing awful. good about and, it. This is every single time I come across that, I always am like in the movie and in the book. I'm like, Bella, you are not a real person. There's no fucking way any like self-respecting person would be like, oh, chill. My vampire boyfriend watches me sleep at night. Oh, God, I hope he doesn't hear me sleep talk. That would not be the only concern we have here. Are you Mm -mm. fucking kidding me? Mm -mm. I'd be like, um, okay, maybe we should not do this anymore or let's have mm-hmm. a boundaries conversation shall we because mm-hmm. that's different it's it would be very different if she knew he was there mm-hmm. and then then it might be believable because i definitely at 17 like you know had daydreams about like falling asleep or sharing a bed with the guy that i liked mm-hmm. right same but in those contexts i always knew he was in the room yeah <laughs> I consented to him being in the bed with me. I just want to watch, have him watch me as I, like, wake up and call me beautiful, you know? Right, right. Like, like fantasizing about, about a guy watching you sleep in a romantic sense, not out of the ordinary. No. But it is out of the ordinary if you don't know the dude is there. Yeah. Like. That's, and, that's fucking weird. And he's like, <laughs> oh, you know, the last couple of months I've been doing this without yeah. you knowing. It fascinates me. Fuck Edward. What the fuck? <laughs> Why don't you, like, tell her or ask her? 
I mean, I guess I don't know how you ask someone that. But like, hey, can I watch you sleep tonight? Mm-hmm. It's really interesting to watch you sleep. Also, uh, on on the subject of Bella and Edward and sleep. So after she finds out that he's a vampire, we get the voiceover of of about of three things. I was certain one, Edward was a vampire. Oh. Two, there was a part of him, and I didn't know how prominent that part might might be. That thirsted for my blood. And three, I was hopelessly irrevocably in love with him or something like that Mm -hmm. you know that that quote but um we get that in voiceover and while it's happening you hear a honk like a car horn honking yeah and bella gets out of bed and goes to the window and edward is outside leaning against his volvo like waving up at her window and i'm just like edward she just woke up you're gonna have to stand there and wait for like an hour while she gets ready also um charby can definitely notice you do you think that charlie and the neighbors just don't see you did, did you think they didn't hear your car horn this part of me is like oh well maybe charlie isn't home but nonetheless the neighbors can still see you edward the neighbors can tell and, charlie still and she uses it as an excuse later when he's like jumping all over her truck she's like can you at least try to act human i've got neighbors you know and it's like okay so now you're worried about the neighbors <laughs> Not when he was, like, honk-honking for you to come to school with him before you guys were, like, in public, like, right before you went public. And then stood outside your house for an hour while you got ready for school? Pretty That's sure the so neighbors weird. would have noticed. That's yeah. So weird. Like, all right, <laughs> hi, hi, honey. Okay, so I'm just going to get ready for school. Give me an hour because I didn't know you were mm-hmm. going to come pick me up. I wish you would have coordinated this with me. Mm-hmm. Me, who doesn't like surprised, that would throw my whole day me. off if- if yes. like a boy boyfriend came to pick me up for like anything without me knowing, I'd be like, "Um, mm-hmm. you just threw off my whole timetable. My whole schedule's off now. I'm too type A for dude that to be." You a threw thing. off my groove. Yeah, and you can turn around, get go back home. in your Volvo, and go back to your mansion with your <laughs> vampire family. Yep. Thank you. Bye bye. Speaking of their mansion and their vampire family. Ah. So, (laughs) when the Cullens all first meet Bella at their house, fucking Alice Cullen. Oh, my God. This extra. Can we talk about this manic pixie dream bitch? Yes. Oh, my God. So, bitch is dressed in classic 2008 fashion. Ballet flats and leggings up the wazoo, right? This woman walks in like a ballerina on a tree branch and in through a giant open window and comes over and says, Hi, Bella. I'm Alice. Gives her a hug. Wow, you do smell good. And Jasper, her partner, is like standing there uncomfortable. And Carlisle explains that Jasper's their newest vegetarian. It's harder for him. And he and Jasper's like, it's nice to meet you. And Alice turns to Jasper and says in the most disgusting way possible, Don't worry, Jasper. You won't hurt her. Alice, I hate how you just said that because what you imply is that like if she does, if he doesn't hurt her, you're gonna reward him later, and if he does, you're gonna punish him, but in a fun way. And that's what it sounds like when you say those lines, Alice. Stop it. That makes all of the Cullens need to go to horny jail. Every single one. Oh my god! I just (laughs) I. I don't know if I love Jackson Rathbone's acting as Jasper or not. Like, it's very accurate, I guess. Like, he went very method with it, I'd say. Mm-hmm. But he looks so... He looks like he's, like, not constipated, but, like, he just looks like he's in so much pain all the time. I'm like, <laughs> Jasper, oh my fucking god. Why are they letting this guy be around humans if he looks like he's, like, in <laughs> blinding pain all the time? But I, like... That relationship, I've always, I've just now started questioning. I'm like, Alice is just always talking down to Jasper. Like, there is a power dynamic here, and mm-hmm. I don't really like it. Mm-hmm. Jasper seems to be into it, though. He really does. Maybe Jas- know, Jasper likes powerful women. Yeah, Jasper's a sub, and you know what? I respect that. Good for him. <laughs> Live your truth, Jasper. So can we talk about our other vampire co- coven in this um <gasps> in this in this film oh, yes uh, specifically i'd love to talk about james oh, uh, james's promising career as a filmmaker 
just wants to be a director, you know? He's got it's the so flair. Bella shows up to the ballet studio <laughs> and he's got a camcorder. And like this happens in the in the book too. Yeah. Right? He records I it. So, yeah. yeah. So he's like, I borrowed this from your home. Hope you don't mind. And he's like recording Bella as she's like terrified and like as he like you know hurts her and she screams in agony and he's like this was the perfect setting for my cinematic masterpiece and just keeps making comments like this and he's like that's it bella tell edward how it hurts tell him to avenge you and he's like so into it and like i know that what he's actually into is the thrill of the kill but oh my god it's like he just he's like this is my moment this is where i truly belong in film true he's sounds like such a very intense like acting director like theater professor honestly like when he's like yes more of that tell edward how you feel i'm just imagining an acting class and you're doing a very dramatic monologue and your professor is screaming at you to give more and i'm just like the cinematic parallels real maybe james should be an acting teacher i have three notes from this scene james making a home video is amazing i love it 10 out of 10 Two, Carlisle calling Edward's son. Ten out of oh, ten. Ten out of ten. Three, family bonfire. Twelve out of ten. I love the family bonfire moment. <laughs> it's so cute. I love it. I'm like, oh my god, the families that kill together stay together. Stay together. So cute. Bonding The families moment. that kill together chill together. True. I just, um, oh, I love Carlisle in this scene. He's just... He knows what he's doing. He's so smart. He's such a good father to Edward in this moment. He's like, mm-hmm. Edward, he's just like coaching him through everything. Something I don't like about this scene, and I know they did it for the drama, is like they have Edward almost kill her while in the books, mm-hmm. Edward does it very easily. He's like, oh, I've sucked the venom out. I did it. You're going to be okay, Bella. Mm-hmm. While in the because movies, he he's like... he loves Bella so much yeah. that it's never even a question to him. He tastes her clean blood and he says, oh. I love her so much that I'm, I'm done. It's done. She is safe now. Mm-hmm. And I can resist my thirst for her blood because I love her that much. Yep. And in, in the, the film, movie, it's not like that. He's like, um, num, num. More blood, and Carlisle's and like, Carlisle has killing to be like, <laughs> Edward, you have to stop. You must find the, the will to The blood stop. is clean. You're killing her. <laughs> Edward, stop. Fade into Bella's hallucination, not hallucination, but her, her dying sequence, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then she wakes up in the hospital, and I hate it. I hate this so, scene. I hate this scene so, so much. No, no, you can't. You, you, you can't leave me. I, hate I feel it. bad because, like, when I was when I first like owned these movies on DVD, it came with like the commentary from like the director and then Rob and Kristen. And Kristen is saying in this scene, she was like fighting for more lines, and she improved that line, and she was like, "I fucking hated that I improved that. Like that's what I was fighting for is me just like blubbering." I hate it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, girl, yeah, it's not cute, but, like, I'm, I'm glad you know it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I know what it, she was trying to do, but, like, make it, like, a strong declaration. I know. I but... know. And they just, that's that's the thing, is that, like, the script is garbage. Yeah. It has a couple of, like, gold moments. Mm-hmm. But not in the way they wanted it to no. be. Like, the, the gold moments are gold because they're fucking hilarious. Yeah. It's, like, a good moment to make fun of the script in actuality. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I, like, her fighting for a better dialogue moment that she's improving makes so much sense to me. Because I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. Kristen, they gave you garbage. I don't blame you. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what I love about this film is getting to make fun of it. Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> Like, it's not good. Let me be frank. It's It's not not good. good. It's so bad. It's so bad that it's funny. And it's fun to just watch it with your friends on, like, Mm -hmm. a Saturday night and have pizza and just laugh Mm -hmm. at it and make jokes about it. And it's why it's one of my comfort films is because it's so stupid Mm -hmm. and it makes me smile because it's so stupid. Um, And also because the blue tint is incredibly calming. I love the blue tint. I wish they would have kept it, but I do love the golden hue that New Moon has. I wish they would have brought the blue tint back for Eclipse, though. Mm -hmm. Would have been the moment. Uh, I have one last thing to say about this film, and it's that uh, their prom is weirdly extravagant for a high school that has, like, at 
maximum 600 students. It was nicer than my prom. And my prom had – my prom. My high school had way more students than Forks High School did. Mm-hmm. Like, we had yeah. the prom in the fucking cafeteria. Don't at me, Forks High School. You got, like, a nice little venue. Mm-mm. We had ours at um, the county fairgrounds. Oh. Because our, our town was kind of like the – like, counties don't have capitals, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, our town was, like, the biggest city in our county. And so the mm-hmm. county fairgrounds were, like, right next to our city. So it, it, that's where we had our prom. Mm-hmm. Um. So like having it at a different venue, okay, I guess I guess I believe that. Mm-hmm. But like this prom is weirdly extravagant. And it's a casino theme. That's so weird for a prom theme. Like they're not mm-hmm. old enough to gamble. Why is this the theme? You want to know about weird prom themes? Yeah. Um, I don't I don't think I've told this story on the podcast. I don't know. I don't um, think so. I know I know I've told you this story, but uh my senior prom <laughs> The prom theme was Titanic. Uh, Yes. And we all thought that meant that we were going to get, like, Titanic glam. Like, it would be as if we were in the ballroom on the ship. And instead, what we got was you walked through a hallway into the ballroom, right? And the hallway you walked through was decorated like the hallway of a ship. So you had like mm-hmm. portholes in the sides and stuff like that. And then you walked into the space where the ballroom was. And instead of being decorated like the Titanic's ballroom, there were fish hanging <laughs> from the ceiling. <laughs> and seaweed decorating the walls. <laughs> so it's like... Oh, happy prom. This is what would be happen if you were sinking on the Titanic. Morbid. Happy prom, children. What the? What the fuck? So that, that was my senior prom. Oh, my God. I, yeah, I guess that, that is worse than a gambling theme. That's, like, so like depressing for a prom theme (laughs) (laughs) oh my god also there is another thing to say about this score or this movie and it is the score score the soundtrack of this film good it's so good bella's lullaby oh bop oh my god now it's a bop because I've watched the TikToks of people breakdancing to it. So now I hear it and I'm like, yeah, do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. But love her. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have another thing I love. I love Bella's human friends in the movie. They really just come to life. Like Mike and Eric, stars of the show, really. Jessica's mm-hmm. great too. Angela's a queen. I just, I love them. They have so much personality. The things they say make me laugh. They're so stupid and I love it. Okay, Alyssa. Yeah. Is it, is it time? I do we need to cover favorite characters and ships and such? I don't think we I do think because so. they stayed the same. Yeah. Uh, and we kind of talked about our favorite scenes as we went, right? Yeah, we did. That was like our pseudo summary for this. Yeah. 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 So, is it the lineal quiz taking time? <gasps> it is. Okay. So, I have. Do to do. Two options for you. Okay. The first is, which Twilight girl would be your BFF? <gasps> Cute. And as far as I can tell, it's Bella and the Cullen women, I think, is uh, our options here. Ooh. And then um, there's another one, which is, want to know which Twilight character would be your BFF? Make a playlist to find out. <gasps> Oh, I kind of like the playlist one. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Then we'll do that one, and I'm going to save the other one in case we decide to use it for one of our other Mm -hmm. episodes. Okay, then I will send you this one right away so that we can take it. Uh, And listeners, we will see you on the other side. Oh, gross. Yeah, same. (laughs) Same Same-sies, same-sies, same-sies. Okay. Uh, I, I think we got the same best friend, and frankly, I'm disappointed because I deserve to be treater, treated better than I this do. person treats their friends. Yeah, I do too. 
<laughs> so um i got bella did you also get bella no i got jacob <laughs> oh my god oh <laughs> i hate it i'm like i don't want jake well actually i want like pre-werewolf jacob as my best friend so that's mm-hmm. fair so, so this uh, is fine what's what's your description <clears throat> okay so jacob black your playlist is a healthy mixture of some of the modern classics and some of the forgotten bops of your fave artists. You like a little bit of everything, which is fair. Yeah. What's yours? Mine says, Bella Swan. Music speaks to the soul, and your soul likes a mixture of the stripped back songs and the songs that make you feel. I respect <laughs> that. And feel has a tilde F space E space E space L tilde. Oh my god. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the the description makes sense. It does. Um but Bella treats her human friends like shit. She and does. Uh, frankly, I deserve to be treated better than that. You do, especially movie Bella. Movie Bella does her friends dirty. Book Bell is slightly mm-hmm. better, but not by much. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. All right, 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 all right. Now, ladies. Yeah. Now, Alyssa, do you have any final thoughts on the first Twilight film? Um, I like the first movie. Like, it's trash. I know it's trash, but, like, there's something very nostalgic about it for me. It's definitely in, like my top three of my favorite twilight movies for sure Mm -hmm. um it's a good time the soundtrack's a bop honestly edward is at one of his hottest points in this movie like i think Mm -hmm. twilight Mm -hmm. eddie Mm -hmm. and and breaking dawn eddie are the hottest eddies yeah the best the best (laughs) edward look honestly is when uh is the baseball scene when he's wearing like a henley and a vest oh yes 10 out of 10 so good I love it. And Carlisle <laughs> looks his best in this movie, too. Besides, like, mm-hmm. a little bit of New Moon. He looks very good, too. Anyways. <laughs> it's a good time, guys. Watch it with your friends. Laugh. Make fun of it. That's what it's here to do. Yeah. It's a great... It's a great uh, girls' night movie. And yes. uh, I fully support... I mean, I'm sure there are drinking games out there online for it. So go there find is. one. And then play it with your friends. It sounds like a fun-ass time. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Alyssa, where can they find the podcast? Okay, guys, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. If you listen to your podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, subscribe and give us a five-star rating because we would love to have people to find us. And if you want to connect with us, you can do so on social media. We are on Instagram and Twitter at T-Squee. Or if you have longer thoughts, go ahead and send us an email at T-N-Squee at gmail.com. That's T, the letter N, squee dot com. Uh, this week, I want you to send me hmm. some fan fiction of more cute brother moments between <gasps> yes. the Cullen brothers. Don't get That's enough. what I want. I want more of that shit. So send it to me. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the only reason I would want a Midnight Sun movie anyways is for that content. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, we have to discuss whether or not we're going to cover Midnight Sun on the pod. Part of me thinks we should, but... Yeah, I think that's, we should. That's a problem for February, us. Yeah, I was going to say, this. you know, the first couple of books are going to take a hot second, and they're, you know movies Subsequent as well films. Yeah. yeah be prepared for like literally the next so quarter of a year twilight. to just be twilight wouldn't Tw- have it any other way though no it's it's <laughs> twilight season you guys it's november um mm-hmm. fall through winter just seems like twilight time to me mm-hmm. which by the way i just need to mention this uh before we we head on out here um this past week read taylor's version <gasps> dropped right Yes. And it just reminded me of something that I've known in my soul forever, which is that if Taylor had released Folklore <gasps> and Evermore back during the Twilight era, oh that soundtrack would have been riddled with Taylor uh-huh. songs. And honestly, I don't think 12-year-old Alyssa could have handled that. Like, I loved no. Twilight and Taylor Swift when I was in middle school. I think I literally would have exploded. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? <laughs> New Moon with Exile. Oh. 
Oh my god. Okay, well, guys, I have a Twilight aesthetic playlist on Spotify. I made it myself. There's so much folklore and evermore on that playlist. Exile is on the playlist, so check it out after you listen to this episode. I'm not embarrassed yeah. by it. Yeah, I might. Uh, we'll we'll probably share it on Twitter uh, and have so that you can you can access it easily. So you can feel like Bella Swan this fall season. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, friends. Uh, we will see you next time for New Moon. We're yes! going to read the book and cover it for next time. So if you want to also read along with us, uh, please do. Feel free to do so. We're going to have the New Moon episode coming out on December 6th. Yeet. So get ready, whoop, bitches. Whoop. Or sorry. Sorry, December 5th. (laughs) Still get ready, bitches. It's my favorite book. I'm popping off for it. I have so much to say. Alyssa, I am convinced you are the only person who loves New Moon. I am, because our other friend who is a Twilight fan said that she hated New Moon, and she did not want to talk about New Moon with me. And Mm -hmm. I was like, fair enough. Mm -hmm. No one does. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) No one likes New Moon but me. So we'll get to listen to Alyssa's love for New Moon in the next episode. But until then, y'all stay weird. Yeah. And stay safe. And stream Red Taylor's version. Do it. And watch Twilight. (laughs) There's two requests from us. Do it. Do both things. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. Okay. Bye, friends. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.